right now on The Breakdown. It's a Live at the Bike cash game hand where all sorts of things happen and big names collide. Big names like Ryan Fee, Daniel, Jungleman Cates, and Dan Murr. It's a big hand, and I don't even know. We're going to get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I'm glad that you're honest with the listeners in this podcast where we're yeah. espousing our poker knowledge, and you're just like, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even right know now. anything. I just didn't really know what else to say about it without giving it away, is what I really meant by I don't even know. I didn't want to give away too much because one of the things that's happening right now that isn't normal is you don't know anything at all about this hand. No, I know Only who's in it. I, you know who's in it, and that's all. You know that eventually it's going to get down to two players. That's it. I yeah, think we, you know which player isn't going to be in it for very long, but that's all you know. We didn't really plan it this way. It just kind of no. happened, and we decided, ah, we'll just go with uh, me blind to it and yeah. see how it goes. It's going to be fun. So, there's, yeah, so new things. Grant's going to be blind, and I am going to be going through the action, which is not normal, and no. I may not do as good a job as Grant it's does. It's going to be like the play-by-play guys, you know, when you have players only in the <laughs> NBA, and you, and you don't is. really respect you don't really respect Marv Albert until you hear somebody who's not a professional exactly. try to do it. And you're like, wow, we need Marv Albert. I don't care how many people he bit <laughs> sexually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is you're here though. And so anytime you feel I'm not giving the, the listeners enough information or giving to them often enough, because that's one of the things you're really good at is reminding people of the situation as we go. Um, please feel free to uh, just cue me. All right. And say, Jonathan, please say this or just do it yourself. It's or more than it that, though, man. You got to have the two track mind where you're, I know. you're doing operating as an analyst and as the play by play guy. I don't know how it's going to go. All right. We'll it's see. Very exciting. Yeah. Very, very exciting. What a day for all of you listeners. What a, what a glorious day. I have done this once before. I think in all of our years of podcasts, we've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. I mean, probably like 500 podcasts we've made at this point, yeah. right? Um, I think I've done this once <laughs> and it didn't go great, but it was a long time ago and I'm, I'm back. I've gotten some batting practice in and I'm ready to take another swing at the big leagues. All right. We'll see. Well, maybe you'll be like Billy Bean where he didn't really make it in the big leagues, but afterwards, you know, he had some success in like a, you know, post podcast world. Yeah, that's cool. You manage podcasts. Whatever, man. He's done very well for himself. Could have had twelve million dollars from the Red Sox. Yeah, he turned it down though. I'm, I'd love to be in a position where I'm turning down twelve million dollars from. I, th- I bet that was a, a baseball bad, team. I bet that was a bad decision. He made a lot of bad decisions, and I want to take a moment and talk about one. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, in case you don't know, what we're talking about we're talking about Billy Bean, who is the general manager used to be of the Oakland Athletics, and this is all about Moneyball, that famous book, where basically it um, brought analytics to the mainstream and uh, and exposed how the Oakland A's were using analytics in baseball. So Billy Bean let Michael Lewis basically just like let him interview everyone, including himself, and opened up his kimono basically for Michael Lewis. <laughs> Opening the kimono that that's back on the podcast. Yeah, and gave it all away. Right. Okay. So I think Billy Bean um, is really unimpressive for doing this. Even though the movie, by the way, which is a great movie written by Aaron Sorkin, um, but a great movie with starring Brad Pitt and a number of other people. Um, and it's fun to watch and interesting. And the book was great. I read the book, loved the book. But I think... Um, so Billy Bean had a, a competitive advantage on the world. And by the way, this is true about poker, too. This plays into poker. Had a competitive advantage on all other 29 teams in baseball, if there are 29 other teams and not 30, 31. Um, and let a guy come in and interview him and told him everything so that his competitive advantage disappeared. 
instead of bashing these guys against the wall for the next 10 to 15 years, now some of the teams would have caught up eventually, I'm sure much quicker, but like all baseball teams now are all about analytics and they're all doing the same stuff. And it's much harder for a small market team like Oakland to go in there and do stuff you have to do, right? Like this plays into poker because so often, and this isn't just true at the highest levels, by the way, we do this all the time where we talk about our thought process. Right. But, um, but I think this plays into much more. So I see this like, so I play sometimes now when I used to play in a cash game all the time, playing in it again a bit now, just a limit hold'em game, a bigger limit hold'em game, at least for the area that I'm in. And, uh, and it's really normal for one of the players who is a profitable player to talk openly about his strategy to the non-profitable players. Right. And that is just a, like, why wouldn't you just bash their heads against the wall, poker-wise, for as long as possible? Why would you ever tell them anything? They're having a good time anyway. Like, why would you help them get better? What's the thought process there? Yeah, Billy Bean. I mean, really, it's... it's like, it's worse, really, to the Oakland A's because he, was, he wasn't even... Like, a poker player is at least giving up their own edge. Billy Bean gave up the athletics edge, the baseball team's edge, not just his. Yeah, it's crazy. No, that's a big deal. In crazy. poker, though, I know... I'm a, a little bit guilty of that sometimes, not just, like, out of nowhere, but you know this as, a, as a person I, who is recognized in poker. People will ask you questions at the table. Yeah, of course. And it's hard sometimes to just give a nothing answer if they're, like, really persistent they're like would, would you have folded there yeah. with that hand i'm really really good at giving those answers um personally like i do a lot of like well you know it really all depends and part of it is how you this and i mean i just sort of usually dance around it now there are people who i know and like who sometimes want to ask me a question and i will sometimes give them an honest answer but usually it's not strategic as much as just like in one particular hand, what would I have done? And I don't sort of talk about the greater strategy behind it. So it's not necessarily like I haven't necessarily made you a much better player or anything like that, you know? So like, for example, um, I was just at a series of tournaments on the coast of the United States and <laughs> the uh, coast of the one United of our, States. Well, yeah. on the West coast. And uh, one of our five ten players from uh, poker time, Isan came up to me and asked me about a hand on break. He's like, I, ha- I need a minute of your time. And told me about a fold he made and asked if I would have made the fold. And I sort of went through why I would have called instead of folded and talked about that a little bit. So I sort of gave a tiny, tiny, tiny bit away. But I don't play Isan every day. If you're playing people in a cash game every day and you're giving away your secrets, I think that's, I think that's a huge mistake. Unless you don't care about the money. But if you're a pro, that's really not professional level behavior. All right. Well, in the meantime, let's continue to make poker tougher for everybody by making this podcast for years and years and years. How about that? <laughs> Does that sound like a good idea? That sounds great. Just, yeah. I'm yeah. super into that. All right. So should we get into the hand? Yeah, I'm ready to hear all about it. All right, cool. Well, I'm excited to talk about it. Okay, so this is a live at the bike, 5,100 cash game hand. All right? So far, you're doing great. Thank you. Yeah. It's going to fold to Danmer. Now, Danmer is an online dude. I believe he's known for being a great heads-up player. Okay, although we looked him up and we didn't find anything impressive no. as far as actual results. No, actually, the opposite. But I'm thinking maybe he's really bad at tournaments and stuff that they're tracking and really good at heads-up. But didn't you find that he was also losing in cash, according to Poker Stars? Um, maybe yeah. it was it was weird. Anyway, he's a he's a name. Yeah, who's got money? He's playing in this game. He's in the cutoff. It's going to fold to him. All right, that's all I got. How many chips does he have? He has thirty three thousand dollars in front of him. Okay, he's going to raise to three hundred dollars with the King Four of Hearts. Okay, so it's a little loose. He's in the cutoff. He says he's in the cutoff. It's that's not probably, the end of the world. It's probably fine. Is it's, there an, is there an ante? Do you know? Um, there is 
There is an ante. There's fifty dollars in the. No, that's a small blind. There's no ante. All right, it makes it's worse if there's no ante. If I there agree. is an ante, it's better. There's never an ante really in a cash game. Sometimes, almost never. High stakes poker at antes. You know. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Anyway, there's no ante. Is the answer to that question. Ryan Fee is in this game. You know it, Ryan Fee. Yeah, Ryan Fee. Ryan Fee knows you. Does he? I don't know. I mean, it's possible. He might know of me. It's possible. He might have met you once in another, you know, not poker-related thing, just because you were standing next to each other, like in a Cinnabon line or something. Cinnabon. Oh, now you're going to make fun of Cinnabon? No. I mean, it's good. Yeah, of course it's good. I don't good. know if it's good. I the haven't cream had, cheese frosting is ever amazing. Had, when's the last time you had a Cinnabon? It's probably been 12 years, but I remember it being quite tasty. Anyway. A good cinnamon roll, nice and warm. Mm. That is the shit right there. Man, come on. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so... so Danmer raises from the cutoff with the King Four of Hearts. He's got 33000 in front of him. Ryan Fee is on the button. He has $35,000 in front of him. He has the eight, six of spades and calls. You'd usually expect him to raise there. I think he'd raise a lot, but they're deep enough that I think he thinks like, yeah, it's fine to call here too. Yeah. He also, he, I think he likes being in position and thinks he can outplay him post And it's fine. That's a fine hand for a multi-way pot. I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. The small blind folds and Daniel Jungleman Cates. The Jungleman. Jungleman. Um, he's got, he got these guys covered by a lot. He's got over $100,000 in front of him. He's got the Jack 10, Jack of Diamonds, 10 of Spades, uh, and he's going to call in the big blind. Is he angry about it? Does, well, he, look, does he have a scowl on his he face? He always has a scowl on his face, so yes, he's does, angry about it, and yes, he has a scowl on his he, face. Is his internal monologue, I am better than everybody, and not only that, but they're also horrible people, and I wish I didn't have to be around them? Um, is that, you're asking, is that his internal monologue? Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> of course it just, is. Just checking. Well, I'm glad we could talk about it and get there together. Um, okay. So, yeah, I don't know what he's thinking, bro. <laughs> you I don't, don't know his mind. I don't know. I don't know the mind. The Jack, of the Jack 10 off in the big blind is a pretty good call, though. I think it's a perfectly fine call. I think it's the, really mostly what you're supposed to do. I think so, too. Everyone's pretty deep. It's fine. There's $950 in the pot. It's pretty cool. We're going to go to the flop. Okay. I can't wait. All right. The flop is, get ready. I'm ready. Queen of hearts. Danmer okay. likes that. Seven of diamonds. Doesn't really help anyone. Four of spades. All right. So Danmer has bottom pair, and there's a gut shot for Ryan Fee. They both have backdoor flush draws as well. And there's just a backdoor straight draw for Jungleman. Yep. That is it. Okay. Okay. So not a whole lot for anybody, really. So far, this hand is pretty boring. Why do you want to do this one? Um, oh, by the way, I didn't even say who suggested it. Oh, geez. Ah, we screwed up. Who suggested it? Mark Tester. Oh, okay. Good he's job, Australian? Mark. He's Australian? I think he's Australian. I think he's Australian. I think he's Australian. He's Australian. I think he's so, from Australia. I think he's the only person who suggested this hand. Um, and of course, if you have a suggestion for the breakdown, you can tweet it at us. We are uh, the number two poker guys on Twitter. You can just type in poker guys also. Go to YouTube link. link. Oh, jinx. Oh, it happened. You owe me some cocaine. It's going to happen, too. Uh, yeah, include a YouTube link and a timestamp. Please do that. And, uh, you know, you just might get featured on the breakdown like, like Mark Testart is right now. And Mark's having the time of his life listening to this. How about the way we just we just double featured him, too, instead? Like, normally we'd say at the beginning and no one remembers, but everyone's going to remember this, Mark. You're welcome. Everybody. Everyone. People will talk about that moment. I'm talking about it. Right now I'm talking. I like talking about it. All right. So the, it's okay. a queen seven four. Queen seven four, rainbow flop, one spade, one heart. Dan Murr, of course, with the King Four of Spades. Ryan Fee with the Eight Six. Uh, sorry, King Four of Hearts. Ryan Fee with the Eight Six of Spades, and Jungleman Cates is, of course, the garbage person with the Jack Ten off. He is garbage. He's going to be a garbage person. I'll tell you right now because he's going to check. Okay. Dan Murr is going to uh, check as well. 
Okay. So he's got bottom pairing checks. That's not crazy. This is a uh, the, typically the point where if I were doing the play-by-play, <laughs> yeah, I would I do these little subtle things that make your life so much easier. I Please. set you up, man. I say yeah. like, you have king four on this board. What do yeah, you want to do? See, yeah, see, I'm like not even thinking. How about are we that. even going to analyze it? You're just going to talk about it. I'm that. just going to say, say what happened. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. Sorry. So what do you what do you think about the check that Danmer makes here? I think it's an interesting spot, and I don't know what I would do. This feels like one of those spots that's so murky that it becomes very player dependent, mm-hmm. and it's you're not going to really be able to do such player dependent things against guys who are so smart and good and balanced. So it has to do with what parts of your range you're betting three ways here. And from a GTO perspective, we could get into that, but that's kind of boring. I'd rather talk about pragmatically what happens in both scenarios. Yeah. Checking leads to a necessary check call against Ryan fee. Of course, unless maybe jungle man calls, you could consider folding if jungle man calls. I mean, I think we often are going to call because even if Jungleman calls, because we have the backdoor flush draw and we have the overcard. And you're talking about Danmer. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with his King Four Hearts. Yeah. So I think we probably have to overcall, assuming the sizing isn't outrageous. Yeah, I guess so. But it's not great. It's not great. We probably have to see one card and see if we improve. Sometimes, though, it's going to check through on the turn, and we sort of get two cards for the price of one, which is nice, too. Yeah, and once, a lot, once, of, the, once he gets a lot of the time, Ryan Fee is not going to bet. We're going to see a turn, yep. and that can be problematic as well because yep. there's so many cards that we have no idea what we're trying to avoid. This is why I like a bet more than a check. Like, you can't really get value, though. It's just protection. Maybe, yeah. maybe get called by 3-4 suited or 4-5 suited. There's not too much value to be had, no question about it, but it's a dry board, super dry board, right? The 5-6, and there's some gut shots. That's it in terms of draws. Yeah. Um, but there's, like you're saying, there's very few cards on the turn that we're excited about. Besides a king or a four, a heart is, improves us, but improves other people too in ways that usually we end up losing when it improves other people. But you're, right? you're kind of excited as Danmer if a heart hits the turn. You're like of a course. little excited. Of course. You're like, cool. But when you bet and get called, you're like, but I'm usually losing. Well, yeah. So it's not great. So I like betting like the pot has, you know, $950 in it. Why don't we try and, you know, like protect the money that we, when we often have the best hand, which we do. Is that the Antonio argument that you yes, just made? Kind of? Is. They're it's, like, hey, look, the, just you can't just there. sit. It's 22000 Antonio's argument, though, is you do that no matter what you have in any situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying we think we, we often have the best hand here on this dry board. Often our bet is going to get through. Why not just take it down or define the hands a little bit? You know, if we just knock out Ryan and we get called by by Kate's, that's not the end of the world either, right? We can check back turns that don't improve us. If we pick up a heart or if we improve in any way on the turn, we can bet again. You know, I don't know. I, I think I like a bet more than a check, although I understand the notion of checking here. It's not crazy. I I am really still on the fence. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think they're both fine. They both kind of suck. Yeah, they both kind of suck, I think is right. Um, it's this, not super this might fun. be a spot where where Danmer would get raised by Ryan Fee with the gut shot. That might be part of the raising range on a board that only mm-hmm. has one draw on it. Yeah, that's true. There are very few gut shots for Ryan Fee to have on this board. And, you know, he doesn't have that many raises in him, I think, on this board. He's got sets. He's got maybe maybe he has 7-4 suited. He has sets of kind of only 7s that yeah. he decides to flat with preflop, which sometimes he's going to 3 From back. Danmer's perspective. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, he can have three, four suited, I guess. He obviously can have like some sevens and he can have some queens, of course, and some pocket pairs as well. But so, you know, some of those may find a fold now or later when they're in between. You know, they have Kate's behind him still, too. So if he's got two fives, is he just going to call? I don't know. He I don't know not. either. So Danmer checks, though, right? Jammer checks. So I'm going to guess that Ryan Fee is going to bet. Of course he is. Yeah, this seems like a really good spot for a bet with a gut shot. 
rep a queen. Denver didn't bet. Usually Denver doesn't have a queen. Right. Kate's could have anything, but whatever. But we have outs as um, Ryan Feek and that we can hit the nuts with a five. We also have the backdoor spades. An eight might be good even if we get called. Can bet twice. Yep. We can do lots of things. So I, I think we're supposed to bet as, as Ryan Fee. Like, we don't call with this hand for when both guys check to us on this board to just, like, like there's not much. If you don't have a pair, you really can't call, right? So I like betting here. Yeah. So um, he does bet, of course. He bets 400 into 950. This is Ryan Fee, of course, of course with the 8-6 of spades. I guess my question with the sizing is, and I don't know if we would have any way to answer this question, but yeah. the question Ryan Fee should be asking would be, does Danmer have anything... That's just purely a whiff here that he decided to check. Because if not, he pretty much always has something showdownable and is definitely calling $400. Right. Um, well, I think there's two questions. One, first of all, I think he can have, I mean, do we consider Ace-10 a whiff or not? Yeah, I think it's a bit of a whiff, but okay. it's showdownable too. It is. So like, there's, there's probably a lot of hands like that. Right, which is not great for betting less than half pot. If you're only betting once, but you're Ryan Fee, you know you're probably yeah. betting more than once. So an ace-10 now is like, is it really going to call twice? It's very unlikely. It's pretty hard to call twi- twice with like ace-10. What card can come that isn't an ace or a 10? Maybe, I guess, a jack could come and you could talk yourself into calling with your gutter if it's cheap, I guess. But, I mean, this is not, like, a great spot for ace-10. Ace-10 may just decide to fold sometimes, so it doesn't have to deal with all this. It's, like, so rarely going to um, improve enough. By the way, you hit your ace, now you're losing aces up sometimes. Yeah. It's just not ideal. So I don't, I don't know what he's going to do with ace-10. He might call once, but he may just throw it away to just like, I'm out of position. Do I really want to play with ace high out of position against Ryan Fee, who's often going to keep on putting the pressure on? Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, Ryan would love some folds right now, but he's probably not expecting to get two folds the majority of the time. Right. I think, I think Ryan Fee is probably thinking, sometimes I get two folds a little bit, like 23% of the time I get two folds. Um, the rest of the time I usually get called. Rarely do I get raised. Right, maybe a little bit, but rarely do I get raised, and I'm gonna have to bet again. And by the way, I sometimes I improve to the nuts. Yep, which would be cool. Sometimes I hit a spade, and go runner runner spades. Sometimes I just get to blow them off their hand later. I think I think if you're Ryan Fee, you're rooting for Jungle Man to fold and and Danmer to call if someone's gonna call, right? Because Jungle because Jungle Man can still have a queen. Danmer almost never has a queen. Yeah, like I guess he can have a super weak queen and be checking, but right. that's about it. So anyway. Jungle Man does fold. Well, yeah, he has Jack 10. Yeah, it's not so very it makes good. sense. Danmer has bottom pair. We know he's not going to fold on this board, right? He's got bottom pair and uh, backdoor flush draw. Yeah. So he does not fold. He does not call. Okay. Danmer check raises to $1,600. Why? That's a really good question. Why do you think he's doing this? Is he repping bottom set because he blocks it? Is he repping bottom set because he thinks um, there's almost no two pair combinations that Fee can have, maybe zero, and Fee's, he thinks Fee's going to three bet sevens a lot. So, like, literally there's one combo of fours that really could stand a check raise most of the time. Maybe, maybe there's a few good queens in there, but there's just not much. Maybe five, six. There's just not much to, that can hang on. Maybe Denver's plan was if Ryan bets to check raise because he gets that protection against random hands still because ryan fee could easily mm-hmm. have a random hand he does yeah. have something to do with the board but he might be betting nine ten here also i don't know yeah. um so denmer achieves the protection against random hands and gets more money out of it and yep. it's bigger better protection and less likely to get bluffed at this point it's hard to three bet if you're ryan fee really hard so I mean, that that's a good benefit um 
At the same point, he can also sometimes get a, a better hand to fold. Maybe not now, but in the future, if Ryan has 7-8 suited, he might call this bet, but he might not. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely going to consider folding in the future. Even if Ryan has uh, ace-queen, which is like the best hand I can think of that might ever fold in the future. Mm-hmm. You can sometimes get Ryan Fee to fold ace-queen Maybe. down the line, you know? You might get um, pocket sixes and pocket fives to fold right now, also. Yeah, they may just like you know what, like this is this is. So hard. I think that's the thought process. Mm-hmm. Although it feels weird because it's like a such a clear check call spot. It feels like I agree. I mean, he also gets to see that that jungle man folds, which I think was really helpful. Yeah, you know, like oh, I don't have to worry about that guy anymore. So now it's just Ryan, and now I can range him in particular ways. Right, jungle man can have so many hands. He can have the two pair combos for sure compared to Ryan Fee, who really can't. Yeah. Um, so I think there's th- so there's a lot of value in this play. I think this is actually a pretty great check raise. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's really weird, but pretty great. So you're telling me the hand's not over though? Well, if the hand was over right now, I would have spent a lot more time talking about the check raise. <laughs> I'll say that. I'd okay. really encourage us to go deeper into the check raise. All right, now now is the hand is not now over. is when you should ask me a question to move. Okay, the strate- the strategy I'm about, along. I'm going to do that. It's a great idea. Okay. So as Ryan Fee, yeah, you got the eight six of spades. The board is queen seven four with one spade on it. You've just been check raised to sixteen hundred dollars. You are thirty three k deep though. What do you want to do here? Most of the time, I'm going to fold. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I guess that didn't work out. You know, that's too bad. A gut shot. Obviously, there's only four clean cards in the deck that feel good. Yeah, um, that's not really enough to justify calling another twelve hundred dollars. You can, you can three bet, but that feels fishy because Danmer has a top end range advantage. Ryan might be three betting sevens. Ryan's Ryan you, queens. Usually, usually going to three bet queens though. Yeah, um, Danmer has a lot more sets of queens than Ryan does. Oh, I'm sorry, I said Ryan. I meant I meant Danmer. Yeah, Dan, Danmer's Danmer got all the the nutted hands. Right? right. Like so, basically, if Ryan decided to three bet, he'd be repping a set and a set only, and mostly a set of fours and some yeah. some sevens. And I don't know if that really is a good enough story. So if you have a plan as Ryan to either to call with like. A little bit of the hope of maybe I can make the nuts against a big hand and that would be sweet, but mostly just calling to say, I'm going to take this away later. I, I That plan's okay. It's better than three-betting, but I think folding's the best plan. I think I disagree. I think I like a call here actually better than a fold. Let's, let's, let's spend like a little a time on call better. This. Okay. I think so. So here's my thought process on why. Um, number one, it now looks like Danmer has a pretty big hand a lot of the time, right? Now he's, he's polarizing himself anyway. Turns out he doesn't have a big hand, but he's, I he's think I would, I would put polarized. him on like five, six or a set a lot. Um, maybe you can have a hand like ace queen sometimes. That seems random. Kings sometimes. Maybe. I mean, he has king four, so it's random. Right, right, but there's more protection and stuff that goes into this king four play. It's like, I th- yeah, the things that I laid out are not true of kings and ace queen. That's true. That's absolutely true. Um, but he's, he is polarized, if nothing else. Like, he's fairly polarized, right? Like, he's strong or 5-6. And it doesn't just have to be 5-6. It could be gut shots, too. Like I mean, Ryan blocked some of the gut shots, but it could be gut shots. Yeah. Um, so as Ryan, like, by calling, and because he's in position, and because they're deep enough, it's, it's $800 to call, and they still are, like, 32 k deep. I thought it was $1,200 to call. I'm sorry. You're right. It's $1,200 to call. You're completely right. Because um, it's 400 and yeah. then check raise is 16 Um. There's enough to win that if Danmer actually has a set of queens, hitting the gut shot could be wildly profitable. Like, you're going to get paid if he's got it. That's true. If he doesn't have it, if he's bluffing also, we're going to have opportunities to take it away potentially later on. Danmer may give up now that we call the check race sometimes. So are we... 
is Ryan Fee basically calling with your philosophy with any hand that he bet that isn't just complete air? Well, this may, this can make the nuts on the turn. Yeah. This hand. So I don't so, think I don't think I, I think a lot of hands you actually make more sense to fold. So hands any like, any gut shot, any open under, he's calling I think with the straight draws make the most sense to call with. Yeah, hands that can beat a set. That makes sense to me versus like a hand that's like middle pair where now you need him to be bluffing here. If he's bluffing, we can maybe win later or if he has the nuts, we can maybe win later. That's and we're in position and it's and we're deep enough that like we can really get paid or maybe move him off um, a a mediocre or bad hand later, too, if we try. I'm not saying we should always try and do that by any means, but I think it, it gives us a lot of options. Yeah. As, as Ryan Fee. I, don't so know. I think I like a call because we're in position. I like a because call. we can make the nuts. I like a call because we get to do a breakdown about it. But I'm well, yeah. I'm on site I'm on team fold over here. I think it's just getting a little fancy. I mean, this is a, a significantly negative event that's occurred for us as yes. Ryan Fee when we got check raised. And we didn't necessarily anticipate that being a an eventuality too frequently Agreed. when we bet. So it's okay just to give up in a spot where it's like, well, that spot turned into a bad spot. See it's also a rainbow board, so we can take like sort of a free shot. Or, it's not free, of course. It costs $1,200. But it's a shot at or four-outer, which we think is... We can take one shot at or four-outer with the idea like if we hit it. Like M&M, one shot. It's sort of like that, but better. Spaghetti, spaghetti. Does he say that? No, that's from the Dave Chappelle parody. Oh, okay. Because M&M says mom's spaghetti in that song. And mm-hmm. the, the like part where Dave Chappelle is just doing... Like getting the crowd all hyped, he just says spaghetti over and over and over again. That or something. It's pretty funny. Okay, that's a pretty pretty particular reference. Yeah, spaghetti, spaghetti. <laughs> um, so, so I I think like taking that shot. I know it's twelve hundred dollars, but it's but like within the scheme of how deep they are, and if Danmer really has a big hand, you could you could make so much that it's completely worth the yeah, shot at you it. You make reasonable points, but I don't want to fold. Okay, I think I like calling. All right, let's continue, though, shall we? No, let's talk about Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Let's do that. That's such a better idea. Huh. I haven't talked about Nitrogen Sports Poker Room since last time I talked about Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. That's the motto of Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Don't talk about Where Nitrogen you talk about Sports <laughs> Poker Room. Unless you want to talk about there's, it. There's the first rule of Nitrogen Sports Poker Room is hit guys in the face. Yeah. And also, please talk about Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Yeah. Because that's that's called advertising. Yes. And, um. You know what they do? Yeah. They do stuff that I think is pretty cool. Go on. I can't because I have a frog in my throat. Can you talk for a second? Absolutely, I will. So some of the cool things they do is they host a monthly poker tournament because, of course, it's an online poker room, among other things, where it's special. And you have to use the link in the description of this podcast to sign up for Nitrogen, of course, to have access to this. But it's an awesome, incredible even tournament where there's a huge overlay. They guarantee a 1,000 buy-ins. We get like 80-some-odd people each time. So there's over 900 free buy-ins just thrown in the pot. They do it every month. They're never stopping. We don't know why. They just keep wanting you guys to get free money, so you should take it. They're just giving it away. It's pretty awesome. They, of course, also have sports betting. They've got casino games. It's Bitcoin only, which means the money comes in super fast and gets back out to you super fast as well. 90 minutes from the time you request a payout to getting it. That is so much faster than everybody else, which is days or sometimes even longer than days. Those bastards. Yeah. So Nitrogen Sports is the way of the future. It's the way of the present, my friend. It's the way of everything. The way of, of the samurai and all of the ways. Ghost dog. Ghost dog? Yeah. What's ghost dog? Well, you said the way of the samurai. That's the uh, subtitle for the movie Ghost Dog with Forrest Whitaker. 
Oh, I forgot that movie existed. Yeah, it's not good. I didn't see it. A lot it. of people like it. I don't understand why. It's boring. You it's know what I liked boring. about that ad? Is hmm. that you actually said Bitcoin correctly. I feel like 94% of the time you say like Bootcoin or Burtcoin. <laughs> <laughs> that was, Thanks, man. That's pretty sweet. I appreciate the uh, acknowledgement. Yeah, I mean, I, I got I to gotta call, call it when you do it right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you do. Keep it nice and even. Well, that's very cool of you. I know. That's what I'm going to say. I know. They, they, call me, they call me a good guy, those, the people. Um, they do. And yeah. they, they mean it. Yeah. Which is crazy. But. Thanks, thanks, listeners, for all saying that simultaneously. All right. So, yeah, we got uh, the situation happening and Ryan Fee called. Yeah. So, um, Dan Murr in the cutoff with the King Four of Hearts. Ryan Fee has the Eight Six of Spades. The board is Queen Seven Four. The pot has $4,150 in it, sort of just ballooned right up there. These guys are still pretty deep, though, too. The effective stack is Dan Murr with $31,450. Here comes the turn. It's the three of hearts. So Danmer picks up the flush draw, but five, six gets there. Yes, exactly. Okay. So how do we feel about that as Danmer? What do we want to do now? We've just check raised. The this big is draw a got super there. weird spot for Danmer. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about what we're ranging Ryan Fee is having when he calls the flop. I think I'm mostly thinking about top pair hands. Me too. Being like the like queen 10 suited plus maybe even some queen nine suited. Uh, maybe even some queen 10 off. I think all the queens pretty much play the same. Danmer's really going to have... Right, I'm just wondering what the preflop range includes. Oh, he can have king-queen, I think. Right, right. I was I was trying to go to the bottom. Oh, I see. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I think he can have ace-queen sometimes, too. Probably a little bit of ace-queen. He's going to three-bet that a lot, but not always. He's got some of that. He's got some sets that are just calling sure. instead of three-betting. But like we were saying, it's really only sets of sevens and maybe yeah. one set of fours. There's not too much out there. Yeah, and he's, and he's of course, got five-six, which just got there. Well, that is a thing, isn't it? So as Danmer, we're in this weird spot of we've check raised. We want to we want him to fold his top pair of hand. We actually want to build a pot so that way we can, uh, as Danmer, either bluff or bet for value if we get there on the river with a heart. But also we don't want to get blown off our hand. Right. We if it, Ryan Fee has the nuts. And Ryan Fee might raise five six now if oh, yeah. if Danmer bets twenty five hundred, it might be seventy five hundred and Danmer is in a weird spot where he's probably supposed to fold. Out of position, especially yeah. it's super hard to get value on the river if you get there. Right. If you get there, which by the way, you don't get there very much. You At least it's back door, so Fee won't be putting him on a flush draw too frequently. Yeah. Although that's definitely included in the types of hands that Danmer would be willing to bet call with pairs with flush draws. Yeah. Is the queen of heart? What what hand? What card is? It the? is the queen of hearts. Okay, so there's no queen x of hearts. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So I wouldn't, you wouldn't be thinking there's too much of that going on. So what do you want to do as Danmer here? Do you want to bet or do you want to check? Uh, it's another shitty spot. Yeah. Because checking, we can get priced out. Yep. I mean, it's really it's not great to call with bottom pair and a flush draw, I think, out of position against Ryan Fee here. And if we check, often. it's like a weird white flag type of situation, right? Because yep. having check raised the flop, it feels like we're just giving up when we check and Ryan Fee might be pouncing on that. And we don't want that to happen because we don't have a hand that can withstand a reasonably sized bet. Correct. Unless we decide to hero, I guess. Yeah. So does that mean we, as Danmer, we should be betting and folding to like big raises and knowing it's going to happen a fair amount? Yeah, I guess, I guess you, that's not a bad option. Bet fold, but 
getting called isn't a good result either. But of no. course, if we we a great result is Ryan Fee folding, and mm-hmm. he's going to have some folds yeah. if Denver continues. He's going to have some sevens that he continued on the flop with that he's going to feel forced to fold here. And his weaker queens, maybe Ryan will fold as well. Yeah, I was thinking like the queen nine suiteds of the world, the queen ten suiteds of the world. Even he may fold those as well some of the time, which would be good. Um, yeah, I think we probably have to bet as Danmer here because checking seems just awful, even though betting ain't great either. Yeah. So how much is it like, yeah. do we do like a blockery thing to try to lose the minimum when we get raised or is that too obvious? I think it's too obvious. We don't want to invite a raise from a hand that, I mean, there's just really gut shots, the, the nuts and Queens at this point, mostly, right? Mostly. Yeah. Um, so really, the only thing that would really raise us that we don't want to invite is the gut shots. But actually, Ryan Fee happens to have one of those. So, you know, I don't know. He might. I think we should be going for fold equity here and try and fold out a bad queen. So, right? Didn't three bet. He doesn't have that many. So big like 3,300, 3,500, something like that. Sounds reasonable to me. Yeah, there's uh, 40, there's 4,150 4, in the pot. So that's, that's like a nice, sizable bet. By the way, if you're Dan Murn, you've got a lot of money. I mean... You're like, yeah, I bet 3,300, I bet 2,600, whatever. Like, if I get more folds with 3,300, let's definitely do that. Like, let's not try to be careful about this. I don't like these arguments that you make on the podcast pretty frequently that has to do with how much money the player does or doesn't (laughs) have. Like, that's not good poker analysis. No, you're right. It's terrible. That's that's not a good point. Um, It shouldn't matter at all. But all that should matter is, does does sizing it up get me more um, fold equity, right? Right. And I, I would guess it would. Like, it's not, if you have queen 10 here and you get, and, he, and a sizable bet comes in, you're saying like 3,300. Yeah. 41 is obviously a sizable bet. Can't, you know, maybe you're going to hold on as Ryan Fee anyway, but you can't hold on every time with queen 10 here. You just can't. You're going to lose a lot of money. You have the to problem, fold some of those. The problem with betting is, is part of the range you included for Denver and his potential check raising for value range is like ace, queen, and over pairs, which I don't know if that's actually part of the range. I don't either. But those hands are for sure checking this card. Yeah. Like guaranteed check. It's hard to argue. Feels like they're almost always checking because the three is such a bad card. Right. They hate so that card. That could embolden Fee with any hand that he has to think that Danmer has a bluff. Yeah. Because how, like, maybe Danmer has five, six, but Ryan, of course, blocks that. Now, Danmer doesn't know that. But from Danmer's perspective, he's repping basically just five, six now. Well, part of it comes down to what we know about Ryan, though, what Danmer knows about Ryan, right? Like, if Ryan's the kind of guy who's just super splashy, and can have all sorts of things, then maybe he can bet sets on the turn, even though the nuts come in. Maybe he just like, I can just he, maybe he can bet sets, but still like you remove a lot of aces. the value. He's not going to bet aces on no. the turn. Now we don't even know if he's check raising those hands anyway, but it is a pretty dry board, board on the flop, right? Queen right. seven, four. And if you think Ryan fees often three betting all pocket pairs when it's button to cut off, which he might be, I don't it know if he be. is or not. Now we can eliminate the sets. Now. I don't know if there's any two pair combos. Now it's, well, now we're just down to five, six and queens, really, right? Um, yeah, I think you're probably right. He's probably checking his one pair of hands here. Yeah, so it's not telling a great story to bet, although the hand might feel more comfortable to play as a bet. Yeah. It's a good player like Ryan Fee might be able to pounce on it. Now, as Danmer, we really can have five, six. That is true. That's the good news. It's not crazy at all for us to have five, six here. Yeah, I agree with that. So that's a, at least a reason to bet. But Ryan Fee also has all the five, six. Yes, he does all of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, all the, I don't know if he has five, six off, but no. we have all the same amounts of five, six right. at least, right? So it's not great. We don't block, I mean, I, we have a four in our hand, so we block five, four suited. We block one combo, five, four suited. That's about it. 
Cool. Not a, not amazing. Five four suited. Yeah, five four of hearts. Like we know he doesn't have that. Cool. That's not the nuts though. Sorry, five six. We bought five six suited. Yeah, I apologize. But we we bought five six of hearts because we have five four hearts. Right. That is barely blocking it though. That's like really stretching to block it. Yeah. We're not blocking it. No. At all. What am I talking about? I don't know. That was just crazy. It's because I'm trying to manage these two. I, these now two you see. It's harder than I thought. Now you see my pain. How do you do it, man? You're so good. Okay. Well, we're 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 staying on this. The Titanic is going to make it to New York this. All night. right. So does Dan Merbet? Um, Dan Merbet's. I like it. I think of the two choices. I think this is better, even though the story is not. Great. The hand wants to bet, but it doesn't make a good story. Yep. I think we're kind of screwed no matter what we do. I like betting just in case Ryan is like floating or doing something where it turns out he is. Um, Dammer bets thirty five hundred into forty one fifty. Okay. Goes so he does the, size it up like goes you're talking for the about. fold equity. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to do as Ryan Fee? Fold. I want to fold now too. I wanted to call before because it was cheap. We could hit something. If we pick up a spade, if we pick up uh, a five, obviously, and make the nuts, that's pretty good. Um, maybe if we hit a pair, we could decide to hold on, I guess. But, like, this doesn't... I don't understand why we would do anything but fold now. So I'm with you on that. I guess Ryan could decide that he doesn't think Dan Merchuk raises 5-6 on the flop. He thinks he bets that instead for some reason. Maybe. And then decide that he has all the 5-6 and decide to raise. Well, one thing Ryan does have is a blocker to 5-6. Yep. So that's good. That is good. So um, there's some options here, I guess, right? We could raise. Calling 5-6 came in and we block it. Calling seems kind of crazy. Calling seems kind of crazy. I know you're in position as Ryan. Yeah. But calling seems bad. Calling seems like the worst of the three options, right? I like raising way more. The problem is we're not going to fold out a set yet. Yeah, now we're talking about like nine, ten thousand $10,000 that we're going to raise. Just- and then we have to shove the yeah. river and pray that he folds a set. God, that sounds like a bad plan. I think we should fold. Well, we could raise because we think he has bluffs, which he kind of does. Dan Turns out he does, but yeah. it's weird to think that he would have a bluff there too often. I think I just want to throw my hand Well, away. I'm guessing Ryan raises or calls. He does not fold. Does he call? Calling is super weird. He does not raise. He calls? He calls. I don't know why. How? He's in position with a blocker. I don't know. That I don't get. Really weird. I mean, I guess he's just trying to tell a really good story of yes. not only can I have five, six, but I can also have a set here. Maybe. If he's got a set of fours or a set of sevens, he would call. Yeah. He couldn't raise now, right? Yeah. Also, because, yeah, everything Dan Merce got, that's value is now beating him pretty much unless he has aces and he right. may fold aces anyway. Yeah, he freaking calls. So that happened. All right. All right. So things are getting Maybe weird. the stakes are a bit too low for Ryan Fee and he's bored. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, it is, it is 50, 100, but maybe for him, maybe he just likes playing against Dan Murr and, and like wants to like embarrass him on TV. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe having position is so valuable to him with a blocker. He just feels like I can do anything I want. Yeah. I, get, I mean, you can. It's no limit. Texas hold him. You can do a lot of things in no yeah. limit. Texas Hold'em. By the way, Dan Murr, it says in here, is the number one online heads-up player, Oh, uh, okay. according to the Live at the Bike titling. So I'm going to believe that's true. All right. By the way, this is a reason not to call. Yeah. The number one heads-up player is not a guy you should be making plays against. It doesn't seem like don't, it. Don't stretch too far to make a play against the number one online heads-up player, is my, is my opinion. Try and take on the bad players more. As it stands, whatever Ryan Fee is planning is going to work if he pulls the trigger, assuming yeah. Dan Murr doesn't improve. I mean, a heart he is, isn't going to work. A four... I don't know what happens if he hits a king or a four, I yeah, guess. That, but a heart is obviously never going to I hope he hits a king or a four. That's the interesting ways that things happen. I have great news. Okay. He hits a king or a four. Which one? The river is the king of spades. How much we got in the pot? The pot is $11,150. 
The effective stack is Dan Moore with about $28,000. Four would have been more interesting. You should have chosen a different hand. I'm sorry. We're going to have to roll with this one. Okay. Because we're, we're already pretty invested at this point. Okay. You're Dan Murr. You just had a pretty good card. There's still some issues. I love a check call here. There's still some issues. One of the issues is, what does Ryan have that we can get value out of by, by betting? Like ace-queen? But I mean, Ace Queen's probably going to fold a lot. It might fold a lot. If he has King Queen, he's beating us. Yep. That's not good. He might have King Queen, by the way, makes sense. Of course. For Ryan to have. Five, six makes sense. That's not good. Nope. Um, sets make sense. Sets made sense. Although it's really just a set of seven, sevens from Denver's perspective. Yeah, and one set of fours. And yeah. again, maybe he can't have sevens. We don't know. Um, but maybe he can. I think I like a check also. I think I agree with you. Now, Dammer doesn't agree. Okay. Dammer's like, my hand is now zoomed to pretty goodness. So I'm going to try to get heroed by a queen. I'm going to try and get heroed by a queen. So Dammer bets because he's the number one online heads up player. He bets 4,000 into 11,150. He's really trying to get called by a queen. Seems like a blocker bet. It kind of does, doesn't it? Feels like a blocker. So how much does Ryan raise to? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the hand isn't interesting unless Ryan raises now, right? Yeah. Because otherwise, what are we doing? Yeah. Normally, Ryan would fold and be like, okay, I guess you win. Whatever. Obviously, Ryan's not going to do that. Um, Ryan sits there for a little while, and he decides to go for the whole chalupa. He moves in. It's a big raise. Yes. He raises Danmer's the $24,000 that Danmer has in front of him. That's a huge raise. He moves in for. Yeah, Dan bet 4000 which was small, and blocker, like you were saying. Ryan's like, uh, 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 and he moves in. Okay. So first question. Yes. Is Ryan Fee only repping 5-6 now? I believe that is the case. Okay. I don't see what else he could be repping. Yeah, anymore. you can't do this with a set of fours. He wouldn't do this with King Queen. No, he just would not based no on all this. De- no based chance. on this action, he'd call. He'd call and hope he was good. He's like, "Do you have sevens?" Right. right. That's what he would say. Second question, which I think we've answered already, but does the story make sense for five six overall? I believe it does. I do too. He can raise the turn sometimes, but he absolutely can call in position on a relatively non-scary board. Yep. Like there's a second heart appears out of nowhere. Who cares? Like. We're not we're we're not folding if a third heart comes and we make a, we have our straight. We're, we maybe we won't raise, maybe we will, but we're definitely not folding. We're not worried about it, right? Turns Do, out a heart would have been bad, but is this a good time to bluff? That's the question I think we have to ask. So here's the things that make it a good time. Then there's clearly some things that don't. Okay, one of the things that makes it a good time to bluff is we have a blocker. We have a six in our hand. That's yep. good. Another thing is that was a blocking. That was a blocker bet, and if he had the nuts he would often go for more polarizing sizing. Not always, but often, right? Yeah. Because it looks like we have a pretty good hand. Right. We call the check raise. We call Now, if we just have a queen, that king is bad to get value from polarizing sizing. But we might call him. It's like, how does he have a king? That's a weird, weird card for him to have. Unless he has king, queen, exactly. How does he have a king? You know, we might, we might find a call anyway with the queen sometimes, just as a hero. So those are the two reasons to raise. The reasons not to raise are Danmer has represented strength on every street. Yes. He has bet smallish on this river, but still, he decided to bet this river. He Danmer, didn't have to. Danmer can have the nuts, even though we block a quarter of his potential right. combos. He still can have the nuts. Right. That's not good. No, that's not as good. It's not like uh, one of the... Uh, like I really enjoy the analysis we do on hands where there's such a distinct range advantage and one player really can have certain hands and the other player really can't. Mm-hmm. This is not one of those times. Right. Danmer can have the 5-6. They can both have it. Danmer has the sets and 
Ryan has less of them. Yep. But, okay, Denver's got the top-end advantage because he can have this, all the same five sixes. He can have... Can't really have pocket kings, I don't think, but maybe maybe he can check raise pocket kings on that dry board. I think the bigger question is if he would bet the turn, which we decided he probably right. would not. Um, pocket queens, they'll probably bet the turn at least some of the time, yeah. even though five six comes in. Uh, pocket sevens and pocket fours probably play the same way um, as queens do, right? Yeah, they're effectively the same hand almost always. So that's a problem. Like, are we trying to get him to fold pocket queens? That feels like really ambitious, even though we can have the nuts. Are we really trying to get him to fold a set here? I think we have to be because we're otherwise just counting on him being a guy who's bluffing every time. Right. You know? Right. Like, and maybe Danmer has some random bluffs, but what are, what are the bluffs here that make sense? I mean, I wouldn't put him on bottom pair on the flop, I suppose. No way. I wouldn't either. Because five, six, I mean, the gut shots, he could have the same hand as us. Right. Then that would be good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so, okay. So if Ryan Fee's trying to get him to fold sets, the next question is, should Dan Murr be folding sets at least a fair amount of the time on this, on this, in this hand? The problematic thing for Ryan here is the combo thing. Like mm-hmm. he only has four combos of hands that are value. Maybe Ryan knows he can have all the combos of five, six. Okay. So he has 16 combos. Yeah. I'm trying to like. Give him some more Maybe. chances here. That helps. It helps a lot, right? Yeah. Maybe he's like, we're deep enough. We're, we're 300 blinds deep over here. He, rated, he made it three blinds. I can call on the button with a huge amount of hands, including a whole bunch of connected stuff. Right? Maybe. That I don't know. It, I don't know if he actually can. That makes it better. It, makes it, it does make it better. Still, is it enough to get Danmer off like queen, queen? It shouldn't be. You got to call with something, and it can't just be the nuts, right? It cannot. There are situations where you, your opponent is an obvious player, and it's super clear that they have yeah. the nuts, and you have the second nuts, and you can fold the second nuts. Absolutely. But this isn't one of those situations. I don't. The Ryan Fee's got moves. We yeah. know this. I mean, we saw back in the day the first Ryan Fee hand we ever did was uh, when Garrett Edelstein was it Garrett, right? Yeah. Who called him with pocket eights on like a. Not a good board for pocket It was pocket like a eights. 10 something board, and there was yeah. a lot of action. And Ryan went for massive value with King-King and got it. Yeah. Like, more than he should have, really. But I think that's because Ryan doesn't have to have it. So if Ryan, if people know Ryan doesn't have to have it, then you can't fold the set against Ryan. You're just like, distribution, I call. Right? You just have to. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to get eaten alive by him. Yeah. So I don't know if I like this move, if, if Dan is going to follow through like that and yeah. call with sets. I question it also. We have to get some sets to fold as Ryan or else this is a bad move. Yeah. Maybe you can fold out pocket fours sometimes if you think... Uh, the thing is, Ryan's not moving in with sevens here. He's never moving in with sevens, right? No, it's just five, six. It's just five, six. He can't have any. It would be else. a distribution reason that fours might fold and sevens might yeah. call. But as Danmer, we also have... We know we have a whole lot of other things. Like, look, we have king four. Yeah. Which means we, have, we, have a whole, we probably have king queen sometimes. Probably plays king queen weird sometimes too. He probably plays other things. You know, he probably has other weird hands in his distribution. You know that he can get rid of that have value. Yeah. So I don't really like this move by Ryan. Fee. I don't think I like it either. I don't love how Ryan's playing this hand um, from the turn on. I yeah. Know you, you and you didn't even like his call on the flop. That's right. So that's not great. All right. But I'll, but let's get to the meat of it. Yeah, that all happened. So should Denver call? That's really the real the question. question with top and bottom pair. Yeah. Or not bottom, but second bottom. Yeah, effectively. So what's the board again? Okay. So the board is queen, seven, four, three, king. 
sorry, yeah, queen, seven, four, three, king. Um, there's 44850 in the pot for Dan Murr, and it's going to cost him $24,000 to call. So he's getting less than three to one, but not too much less. Sorry, less than two to one. All right. I apologize. Less than two to one. So let's talk about uh, what are Ryan Fee's hands that Dan Murray is beating? That's a great question. They called the turn. See, that's the key to this. Right. How can he have 6-8? It's really hard to put him on a gut shot when he has 6-8. Sorry, sorry, when he calls the turn for 3,500. Yeah. You have the, to believe he's capable of floating the turn to make a play on the river with the blocker. Otherwise, it's pretty much only 6-8, by the way, is, is gut shots. I guess you could have 5-8 suited. Um, I mean, he could have 5-3 suited, right? And have a pair of threes on the turn yeah. and decide okay. to just bluff with it. That's the same idea. Maybe he can have 6-3 suited in the same way. Maybe. So, he, so there's, there's some combos out there. Yeah. We can get to. 6-8-5-8-6-3-5-3. Right. Those are all the obvious. Those and, are the only ones. And we know for sure we can't beat any value as Dan Murr, of course, because Ryan only has the nuts for value. We, there's no way he's... Even if, he, even if somehow he doesn't have just the nuts for value... We still can't beat any value. Like if Ryan's capable of moving in with a worse hand than five six for value, he's still beating us. Yeah. Right. King four is beating zero of that. So we can only beat a bluff. The only bluffs that make any sense at all besides complete air is eight six suited, six three suited, five three suited, five eight suited. Yeah. Right? Those are the four hands. So there's eight combos of eight six and five eight. There's Three combos of six three and five three, sorry. So six total. So there's fourteen combos total. Okay. Of those, assuming he plays them all this right. way, he called the how, turn. How can you think he plays them this way? You have to really know a lot about Ryan Fee to even consider calling here, right? With this right. hand, so you it feels like he's capable. It feels like a time when we know Ryan has the nuts or a bluff, but yeah. you still can use distribution to decide whether or not to call. It's not adding up well so far as far as how high up in our distribution we should or how low we should go with calls because it feels like Ryan has the nuts more frequently than he has the bluff, even if that might not be true, just because he called 3,500 into 4,100 on the turn when the second heart came and five, six got there with just a gut shot, which is not what you would expect. Yeah. It's hard to put him on a gut shot at all. It's hard to put Denver on bottom pair when he check raises the flop too. So things are weird in this hand. Denver's hand looks even stronger than it is. Yes. Ryan's hand. Now Ryan has eight high, so whatever, but Ryan's hand looks like it's, almost always real because it called 3,500 on the turn. Right. And now it's not, you know, ace queen because he's never moving never. in with ace queen. That would be crazy. Yeah. I think Dan Murray's supposed to fold. I think you can, you can, you should call with some hands, even though you're losing to Ryan's yeah. value with those hands. Yeah, but of course. Yeah. Cause Danmer has sets. He has sets of queens, sevens and fours for sure. He has five, six. Yep. Maybe he has king-queen sometimes. Maybe he has king-queen. Maybe even has king-seven if he has king-four. You know, maybe it plays in the yeah. same sometimes. Yeah, so king-four is going to be pretty low in his distribution of hands that, that he, he can bet the river bets with. Bets the river with, because yeah. I don't think he's betting ace-queen on the river if he had ace-queen. I don't think he's betting aces on the river. Maybe he's betting aces. To try and get called by queens. Yeah. Maybe. It's kind of similar to King 4. Maybe he's betting aces. Yeah, I think so, actually. I think he is because, yeah, he just wants to get called by a queen. Queen's going to check back yeah. for sure if we check. So you got to try and get value out of that. Um, the but King 4 is the second worst hand that he bets on the river, right? I guess you could Did have... Did he have 7-4 suited? Maybe he could have 7-4 suited. 
queen seven suited sometimes. I mean, it's really, we're really pushing it. Yeah, I don't know about maybe that. Maybe you can have the, maybe you can never have those hands though. Right. So distribution says fold. The story that Ryan tells says fold. We did have a blocker bet, and is it possible we just know Ryan's the kind of guy who's going to jump all over a blocker bet? I'm just trying to think of reasons not to. Ryan's not going to be that obvious over time. No, he's not. Yeah, I mean, like, he's going to jump on blocker bets sometimes. Yeah, but, but not always. Not every time, or right. else he's going to get owned by these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Dammer can call with one pair Yeah, in that spot a lot. I think this is a fold. I think it is, too. Well, what happens? He calls. The prestige. He, he, Christian <laughs> Bale. Yes. Has a brother. You have to bring it back. Bring it back? Yeah. Why do you say he has a brother? I oh, I see. <laughs> I get it now. Um, yeah, he uh, he calls. And I I don't understand exactly why he decided to play this hand this way. Like, every street, except pre-flop, is like a little bit weird. Now, the turn is, I don't know what he's supposed to do, but I guess I get why he blocked, why he put in a blocking bet on the river. But Yeah. It's weird. I wonder if he bets 8,000 if he just, or 7,000 into, you know, 11 change. He just wins right there. Maybe. But I don't know. He's got to know Ryan Fee is capable of all this weird stuff to be able to call. Like, so much weird stuff. Let's give a little credit to Ryan Fee because yeah, we didn't like how he got to the river. We thought the call was ambitious and weird. Yeah. But he recognized the spot that his story would be very strong when he moved in. Yeah. That it really would make sense for being the nuts. The problem is the timing. Like it feels like Danmer has too much strength to to choose that time, but that notwithstanding, the story is good. He's like mm-hmm. all throughout. Ryan Fee has five six for sure. Yeah, it's a good story. Is it possible that Danmer wouldn't put out a blocking bet with all the top end of his value, all the sets and stuff? He bet more, and so when he's doing distribution, he's like, well, for this line that I just took, King Four actually is near the top of it because it includes what like Queen Jack suited in there. <sighs> Um, well, he has bottom pair a lot when he and doesn't hit the king on the river, and maybe he's, well, he's not, not going to block. block. He's not going to block. No, you're right. That's absurd. Because um, he has queen four and queen seven sometimes. Yeah, that's not good. Argument. It's really hard to come up with stuff. Four three suited. Four three nah. suited maybe. Yeah, there's a few things. I don't like much. the call, even though he was right. I don't yeah. think it's a good. I don't think I like it either. He's the number one online heads up. They could have some some guys. serious history. And that could play into they it. They might. They may have a lot of history. Like, I know when you and I are playing hands against each other in tournaments or even, like, our dumb little cash game that we sometimes throw together with friends, uh, I play you differently than I play almost everybody else, right? I'm like, sure. well, I can call against you now. I know you don't always have it. <laughs> I know the other guy always has it. That guy has it. You don't always have it. Against me, especially. Yeah. Like, you're going to take some shots. Well, I guess that's a, one way to win $65,000 pot. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty darn good. It's almost 70,000. Oh, wow. Well, it was weird. I'll say that. Really strange. Really, really strange. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home.